expanded ego experience and definition of consciousness. And so, yes, we still have awareness. That's awareness plus arousal plus motivation. So, let me teach you just sort of a funny example of this. So, I could be sitting in my condo and I have this awareness that there's dark chocolate in the kitchen. And the more I think about that dark chocolate in the kitchen, I begin and I begin to have more feeling nature. And I begin to have more arousal around this idea of dark chocolate. And if I think and feel about this enough, my arousal moves into inner motivation. And as I feel that inner motivation build, I take action to go get and if you notice, or after this lesson, if you notice, watch this. You'll have awareness, and you won't have almost any arousal. But then you'll have awareness, and you might have a huge amount of arousal, arousal and you're in the motivation immediately. And so when we're talking about raising consciousness, so what is it? What are we, what are we raising? Well, we're raising thoughts, ideas, beliefs, images, feelings, emotions, experiences, and attitudes. Because as we raise our consciousness, the quality of these things raises. Now, we can shift the feeling through music. This is why in Unity we get all these happy songs. But I'm sure you notice there are songs when you hear them or sing them, your, your attitude, your feelings, you, you just shift a happier mood. But the thing is, it's really hard to change a feeling or an emotion. And this is because you're going to be working on not those things, but really working on beliefs. Because while we do have thoughts, we do have ideas, we do have images, beliefs are what kind of driving the bus for us. Conscious beliefs and our unconscious beliefs. So beliefs are said to be hard to change because we are hardwired to feel great about standing our ground. In fact, when we stand our ground, our pleasure center is activated. So we are kind of hardwired to stick what we already believe. However, when we begin to change our consciousness, our pleasure center is no longer activated. What we begin to activate is our amygdala. And this is a way we have built in to not change our beliefs. However, it is raising beliefs, it's raising the overall quality of our beliefs that helps us raise our consciousness. And look, So, we are fully human and fully divine. So, what do we mean by this? Well, first, let's look at this topic. So, there's Jesus. As a baby, baby Jesus. 
and he's being fully fine in that he's walking on the water, and he's being fully human by being stubborn and not getting in that water. So let's look at this a little deeper. Myrtle Fillmore said, rather than holding to the view that God is a person being apart by a man, a being subject to change and capable of varying moods, God is So Myrtle's suggesting here we should refer to God as he or him or her. God is it. Neither male nor female, but principle. And then Charles Summer said in Talks and Truth, that there is but one man that cannot be kept in parts in his principle. So then what do we do with, with people saying things who have a spark of the mind in them? Or a drop of the divine? Or a wave of the divine. We're like a wave in the ocean. We're the wave, but we're not the entire ocean. We're a spark, but we're not the entire fireworks. Well, Charles here is suggesting that you can't talk about principle as having a drop or a spark or a wave. In fact, he said, the I am is the metaphysical name of the spiritual self. As distinguished from the human self. So this I am is the entirety of the divine. In fact, Eric Butterworth said, God is spirit, present in its entirety at every point in space, all at the same time. So every spot in space has the entirety of principle. This is a principle which contains all and then Charles said, then he can conceive that all that principle is right at hand for your use. All principles can be grasped and used by you. So that means we have to become aware of what these principles are. If we're not aware of any principles, then we're just going to be using them unconsciously. And so you are not simply a spark. You have the whole fireworks kit right there at the point of view. And some of those principles are the 12 powers. And if you think of the 12 powers as an operating system for that consciousness. And so these 12 powers we could also call team consciousness. Think about a baseball team that has a pitcher has a catcher, a first baseman, an outfielder, etc. And each of those men or women on the baseball team have a particular function. And I think this is true of the 12 powers. So when I think of my team consciousness, I give them names like positions in play. So faith is my believer. Elimination is my bouncer. Understanding is my knower. Zeal is my enthusiasm, and order is my adjustment. Imagination is my dreamer, life is my vitalizer, discernment is my evaluator, dominion is my sovereign and sovereign authority, and will is my chooser, and strength is my stalwart. And so, when we are working with principles, the thing that we're using to work with them 
comes through these laws, and one of them is the law of magnetic. You have probably heard of thoughts and feelings held in mind produce more thoughts and feelings of the same kind. So you may be heard it as thoughts held in mind produce actual thoughts. So that's kind of a mean that's kind of a quick thing to say. But it's really important to remember, we remember, that thoughts and feelings are traveling, traveling together, and feelings are what we use to activate our thoughts to get to that arousal and motivation. And when I read something like this, I will often put it in the first person. When I say it like this, it seems to be out there and separated. But if I say, thoughts and feelings held in my mind produce more thoughts and feelings of the same kind in my mind. So this tells us that the way in which we can produce thought and feeling around a certain thing, like desiring chocolate, is to hold them in mind. And that will produce more and more thoughts and feelings. In fact, Merle Filmworth said, this will produce a thought Today, I would say a thought feeling. And Charles Wilmer says the secret desire is a form of prayer. Because when we're holding a desire, a desire is in its own way a thought and feeling. And desire is one of the abilities we manifest from the principle or power of love. So we could say sincere love is a form of prayer. So why am I sharing this with you? Well, we move from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed from desire to desire to desire. And this desire activates a process within us using three more of these powers or three more of these principles to move in the direction of getting that which we desire. So two of them are understanding and discernment. My understanding is my knower. My discernment is what I use to compare and contrast or evaluate things. So when I'm desiring to get dressed in the morning, I go into my closet and I know what clothes are there. But I can't wear all of them at the same time. And they're all there because I chose them and I want them. And I purchased them, right? do the same thing. And so when I go into the closet in the morning, I'm desiring to pick out articles of clothing that I desire to wear that day. And the way I get to a decision is by comparing and contrasting that clothing and actually probably using my power of imagination to imagine what I look like when I'm wearing that. And so my knower and my evaluator are always moving from desire to that desire to desire. This thing is like a perpetual motion machine. And in a way, when we lock on to the concept of something we desire, this thing speeds up. Comparing and contrasting. And then, I will finally land on one, and I land on one, or maybe a couple articles of, of clothing, by using my power of will. I choose it. And in fact, 
I choose the clothes I want, and at the same time, I'm choosing the clothing I don't want. And so this is a really important thing to know. Not only in the process of deciding something in regards to your process of desire, but you can also use this as a diagnostic tool, because this is the little engine that could. And so, if you're having trouble obtaining what you desire, maybe you're not being specific in what you're desiring. Maybe you're being too vague. Because what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. You stall out. Maybe you're having a problem knowing what choices you make. So maybe your power of understanding, your knower, is not being engaged in this. And maybe your discernment, your, your comparer, your evaluator is not working optimally. And finally, Maybe your choosing isn't operating properly. And so, when we're not obtaining what we desire, we can use this as a diagnostic tool in your consciousness to see where we're going astray. And once we know where we're going astray, we can then do something about it. And you see, these are the fundamentals of raising you are the one that's responsible for raising your consciousness. No one else can raise it for you. But you have these wonderful power tools, which are really 12 principles. And in fact, there's a lot more. What unity is about is learning these principles and learning the laws that we use with the principles to raise our consciousness, to change our belief system, to, to eliminate a belief that's no longer, longer serving us, and replace it with another belief. So as you go about your day today, I trust you will be thinking about these fundamentals of raising consciousness. And you'll be noticing the move from desire to desire to desire. And so it is. <laughs>